This is a review-focused episode. Uh, this is for Gamer Headquarters in partnership with YouTube Sky Captain 5 LOL. So we're going to be going over various games that we've been recently playing, going over general thoughts and everything like that over the experience of the titles. So we have a number of them that we've been playing over the last couple weeks, and we're just kind of digging into each of these uh, a little bit here and there. So first up, uh, we have Gears Tactics, so this released a little bit back. This is a turn-based, uh, kind of shooter title based on the Gears of War franchise. This released only on PC, which is, I think, a first for the series, actually having a title that just released on that platform, as opposed to also being on Xbox at the same time, or multiple platforms in the case of Gears Pop. So, with Gears Tactics, uh, this is kind of like an XCOM-styled game, and it's surprisingly really good. So you control a group of Gears, uh, headed by this guy that is basically the father of Kate, who is the main character in Gears 5, and a big character in Gears of War 4. So in the game, you're controlling the squad, you're recruiting new members, you're trying to build up this team because you're trying to fight against this guy named Ukon, he's like the one who makes the monsters in the Gears of War series, so he's like responsible for the corpses and the tickers and all the things. So it's actually a really well done game, and visually it's it's very impressive. I was blown away by the, the settings it has, uh, the benchmarking tools, what you can adjust visually, because this is on PC, and generally it was just really, really well done. I was very shocked. It's definitely worth checking out, and it's actually quite large in scope, if that makes sense. Uh, definitely an interesting title. And of course, with any of these reviews, you can read the full ones at GamerHeadquarters.com. So now we're going to move on to Predator Hunting Ground. So this is a PlayStation published title. Uh, Sony actually sent this over the Canadian branch. And it's also available on, I believe, the Epic Games Store for PC with more platforms uh, PC-wise down the road. So this is a asymmetrical multiplayer title. You're either playing as the Predator or you're playing as a group of soldiers. So the gist of the game isn't even a competition between the soldiers and the predator. It becomes that, but really it's about the soldiers going into this uh, situation, and they've got a mission. They're supposed to go in either collecting these posts, uh, gathering items, figuring out what's happening with like drug cartels and everything like that, or they're eliminating targets, uncovering things, blowing things up. You get the gist of it. They've got a series of goals and missions. And yeah, and then they're kind of thrown into this three-way battle because there's this the, like a group of AI, so either like soldiers or something like that, are going against your team of uh, four human players. And then in the background of all that is the Predator, which is another controlled player. And I gotta say, the Predator playing as that is just absolutely thrilling to experience. It's a whole lot of fun and really cool to see in action. But it's not even really about that, you know, you've got these main missions and you want to evac, but then there's just this predator monster thrown into the middle of the action, and it's kind of nuts to see that. It's a lot of fun, I had a great time with it, it's from, uh, I think, Ilphonic, which also produced, or well developed and released uh, Friday the 13th, which was another game that I have way too many hours stacked into. So they make these asymmetrical multiplayer experiences. That being said, while it is an absolute ton of fun to play. Uh, visually, it isn't the best looking game. Uh, there are a lot of problems in regards to like the matchmaking, uh, glitches, visual problems, and everything like that. It does have some cool effects though. You can like shoot the branches off the trees where the predator is. And playing as the predator, you get all these cool gadgets, and there's a surprising amount of depth within it. At the same time, it's not the greatest game, which is a bit disappointing, because I think if it would have had a little bit more polish, it would have generally been a very solid experience. 
it's still a lot of fun to play, especially if you get a group of friends, but it does have a lot of problems with it. And I think maybe if they did a next-gen version too, I think that one would be uh, a lot better with hopefully a little bit more you know, enhancements and polishing to the overall experience. The next title I played due to it being released on Xbox Game Pass at the current moment. This is Deliver Us the Moon. So this is kind of what I describe as a space game, but like the movie. So in a space movie, basically, a space action movie. And they just kind of do first person sometimes, third person other times. The gist of the story is that, and this is very much a narrative-driven game, is that there was this blackout event about five years back on the moon. Earth is dying, you're sent on a desperate mission to go and try to refuel the moon and basically get that power sent back to Earth. You're also trying to discover what happened. It's a semi-futuristic sci-fi leading game. It's got kind of puzzles, like light puzzles, but there's not really combat or anything like that. It does get a bit darker towards the end, but this is not something that is like too difficult to play. It's a good few hours, I guess three to five maybe, depending on your player skill and everything like that. And it's more exploration and interaction based. It's actually quite neat and definitely worth your time because that one is just a, a lot of fun to play. I really did enjoy it. And by the end of it, I was like, oh, that was, that was a good time. It was a great time, and I'm now moving on, but it was really cool for what that experience was, and I think that makes it quite worthwhile. So the next title is another kind of re-release or platform release. This is PUBG, a.k.a. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. This is a multiplayer-focused title, the first like big Battle Royale title, and now it's randomly available on Google Stadia. And that's great to see, because that's actually a fairly big pull for them, in my opinion, and a good showcase of what the technology is like on that platform for a large-scale multiplayer experience. Because we haven't really seen that. We've gotten a couple indies, we've gotten some of the, the bigger like AAA titles, but none of them have been like big competitive multiplayer games. I'm seeing things like, you know, Battlefield 5 or like a Call of Duty title. We haven't seen anything really like that on the platform. So PUBG is a good showcase of what, you know, the connections are like. And they're pretty good. At the same time, we're not getting a true sense of what this can deliver due to the fact that I guess bots are now implemented into the game, which kind of really ruins it because you just deal with like these stupid, stupid AI at the beginning and you just kind of annihilate them. It takes away a lot of the fun and the creativity of what that game is, so hopefully they reverse that decision in the future because I really do think it ruins it. That being said, uh, visually it looks okay. I do wish that it was a little bit more impressive in terms of the visual quality considering this is supposed to be... Like I still haven't seen a showcase for Stadia where it's like a true, you know, visual thing where it's like, oh, wow, this feels like why we need this cloud-based stuff. This is what it can deliver for us, and I haven't seen that yet. Still, looks good, good draw distance. Uh, I will say that the performance, really, really good. It's it's very clean, it's very smooth. It it looks, you know, uh, good in terms of the fluidity and just the combat and everything, no matter where you're playing from the start of the game to the end of it. At the same time, again, we don't properly know that scaling because of the inclusion of bots and how that kind of affects, you know, all the different connections and latency and all that. But they do have a ticker in the top of the screen, so you actually see what the latency is like, and it does move and run quite well. So now we're going on to uh, Fallout 76 Wastelanders. So this one, I came back, I played some of it by myself, I played most of it with a friend because this is a a cooperative focused you know, Fallout title, so it should be played with uh, kind of both of them, if that makes sense. 
really interesting kind of update to the game and it makes it feel almost like Fallout you know it's the most Fallout it's gonna get you know you get a number of hours of gameplay some interesting quests kind of a little bit of a split choice towards the end with two factions but at the same time it didn't quite have the same you know excitement and journey that the previous Fallout titles had uh, this one it's more of just like a linear story that you're working through it still feels like a bunch of fe like fetch quests I do do some prep work to get to, there's a level 20 cap in order to actually start uh, this DLC. So I actually had to work to that point, which was a bit annoying because I just wanted to get in and actually feel the full story. And So I had to grind out with Rose the some of the regular storylines, and I forgot how bad those were. They're just terrible, terrible. But anyways, getting back to this one and seeing these newer missions, I was like, oh, this is a lot more like Classic Fallout. I just wish there were more kind of spin-off quests in regards to like, talking to the various people, meeting them, interacting with them, getting backstories, because I always love that in Fallout. You're just, like, you know, shooting whatever with one guy, and you're just like, oh, I've got this quest, and you kind of go off and do that. I guess that's with any RPG, but, you know, that's not really the case here. There are some extra things you do afterwards, but, eh. I did also find the lore to be interesting. This kind of digs further into the whole uh, Fallout lore, as to say, uh, over a various, like, a big resource. Uh, within the land of Fallout, and, you know, in comparisons to like pre-war and then post-war Fallout, it, it kind of dives into one of the important resources. But I don't want to just say like what it is because I don't want to spoil that so that people can kind of come in there fresh. And I do that with a lot of reviews. I don't want people to, you know, have it ruined experience-wise because you should go in there really fresh and kind of enjoy it from that perspective. So we're going to go over one more title, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remastered, which dropped on Xbox, completed 1X Enhanced. It's great looking, but it's a little bit more uh, shallow, as to say, uh, in comparison to the Call of Duty titles of today. It was more like slices of action, little slices of life where you're going through these segments, uh, battling along, and it just didn't feel as lengthy and well-rounded. It was still a really good play. I, I, the characters are really good. Um, the level design is a lot more linear than I remember it being. It's just kind of like a shooting gallery the whole way through. It's still very enjoyable. You know, it's got some great over-the-top moments and some iconic scenes, of course, that we won't talk about in case people... Well, I mean, it's been like a decade, so maybe people haven't actually played it at this point. And there are those stunning moments towards the end where it's very shocking and where things go in regards to some of the important characters. And I know a lot of people still have some deep emotional wounds from those today but yeah i mean this this remastered offering you know it, it drops the spec ops uh which you know like it hate it whatever it still is a nice addition that could have been added just to kind of round it out and then of course the well 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 love multiplayer experience that's gone too so it's just the campaign here and it, it feels a bit of a shallow package it's still well worth it for like the lower price point in regards to checking out this campaign that's been Upgraded with better visuals, better textures, better animations. The HDR is great. Those uh, American soil, like, you know, foot, like battling on homeland, because I'm not American, but battling on homeland scenes are, are very well done, look very cool visually. So I hope you enjoyed this uh, review-based episode. We'll do uh, hopefully more in the future, more slices of whatever going forward. But yeah, be sure to check out full write-ups write and reviews and information, everything like that on GamerHeadquarters.com. And also uh, check out videos and content I make on YouTube under SkyCaptain5Law. We've got lots of interesting dynamic uh, releases and stuff coming up in the future, and I hope you stay tuned for those.